Welcome back to the bench here. Triple H 100.1 FM, your Monday night sports fix here. I am the wise man, Matt Mears, and I'm glad to introduce, he is the godfather of the bench, our EP, the ball, Anthony Caruso. Great to have you here on a Monday night. And I know if you're here, then we've got something very special coming on. Thank you, Mearsy. Good evening to you. Good evening to everyone from wherever you are listening right around Australia. Can I say right now that the next hour could be amongst the biggest we've ever had on the bench? And that's, that's a big call. Sports. We've had some it's a big, big call. It's a big call. I want to. I'm interested. What have you got uh, planned well, for us? I mean, I mean, this is this is going to rival the level of guests that we've had amongst the likes of Matt DeGroot, amongst the oh. likes of Jack Elsgood. You know, we've we've got some. We've had some big stars in the past. But I wouldn't consider next... Matt DeGroot a big star, but... Oh, God, here we go. Here he we just go, likes mate. getting just... out to my medium paces. It's fine. And then won't interview me at the Sixers game after I got him out that day. But that's fine. Oh. No, I have no beef. I have no beef. It's fine. Well, look, we'll get to our second interview a little bit later on. But, of course, as we mentioned on the socials, we'll have the member for Willoughby, Tim James, joining us to talk about all things Bear Park. But to take us through the next while we have got a very special guest from the world of local cricket in the Northern Cricket Union. They've just come off a premiership victory in the A-grade one-day competition. Some of you may know him as the sire of probably the most exciting talent to come through women's cricket in Saskia Hawley, but we know him as a talent in his own right, part of the Himble Pigs, Nathan Hawley. Good evening to you. Good evening, Mate, coming off and recovering from a a big season, a premiership once again, a grand final that some would have thought may never have happened due to the weather. Are you still recovering at this stage? Um, yeah, it was a sort of funny finish to it, and we'll obviously get to that later. But um, no, we had a good season, and uh, it was just good to finish actually a season properly uh, without COVID or, or the weather in the end uh, spoiling it. Now, the, uh, the competition, just as a bit of a, an, in, an interesting factor around it, and then we'll get into the club itself. The NCU has had a few name changes over the course of the year, uh, over the course of the few years, actually, now, um, really growing a writ from the Hornsby Karingai Association now into the NCU. Um, it's still very much a, a part of the competition through that Lower North Shore Park competition, and one that's actually quite competitive to this day. Yeah, it is pretty competitive. Um, there's a lot of grades. There's um, seven sort of hybrid grades, I guess, um, two and one day cricket. And then there's four one day grades, which we play in the um, the top grade in the one day comp. Now, the Pimble Pigs, not many people would know about it, but they've got a very rich history in their regards. Take us a little bit through that rather succulent history. Okay, well, I, I wasn't an originally, original founding member, I guess. Um, I sort of came along, I think, into their 11th season. They started in 97. Um, um, but legend has it, um, it was a couple of uh, old Allos boys started the club up. And I think one, from, from what I know, one of them lived in Kalara and one lived in St Ives or something. And 
they ended up on like pinball was in the middle between where they lived. And so they went, well, we'll, we'll be pinball. And then it was like, what are we going to be? Pinball uh, penguins or pin, pinball pirates or, or whatever, uh, or pin, pinball wizards. Uh, and they ended up plumbing for our pig, which, uh, which I'm happy they did. It's, um, yeah, I think it's a misunderstood animal. It is a highly misunderstood animal. It is a it is an incredible animal, in terms of the culinary pleasure it gives everyone in particular. But certainly, no less a place on the on the cricket field itself. Now, the competition that you do play in, as you said, is the A grade uh, one day park competition, a very very highly competitive um, competition itself. Looking through the the season that you've had here so far, some clubs that are very well known, Matt Mears. Of course, you would know in particular your days playing against North Shore Cricket Club and the Chatswood Gypsies. Okay, I've actually never played the Gypsies, so there you go. They they play as part hey. of our T uh, Twenty competition in the uh, in the MWCA. Yes, but North North Shore certainly a, a club that we do that we do know quite well. Yeah, um, going through the going through the season in particular, just to start off with Nathan, um, it was a brilliant start, and I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Started off the seat. Started off the season with six wins from your first seven, with that seventh match being an abandoned game, and a brilliant start. And yourself leading with the ball, and it has to be mentioned, some player by the name of Saskia Hawley getting runs very early, including one particular match where she ended up carrying the bat to take you home. Yeah, we did um, definitely rely on her. Um, we've had a lot of our, I guess, our upper order batters. Um, uh, becoming fathers over the last few years, and uh, and with that comes, um, I guess, pressures from home to uh, not play cricket on Saturdays. Um, and so yeah, it was good to have Sass pretty much full time this season. I think she played about fourteen games from memory. Um, whereas the previous season, she'd played between one and four. I think in her first sort of six seasons with us. Uh, uh, now it's good to have, um, I guess, yeah, a batter that could actually stay around a bit. And not only that, but um, Peter Solway um, getting some runs early on in the season. Of course, probably we would call him the lesser Solway, given his namesake, who currently plays first grade for Bankstown. Yeah, I think his brother's actually the captain of first grade Bankstown, actually. So, um, oh, they're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, there's actually, I think there's three brothers, actually, because, um, yeah, Chris has also played for us. Um, but Pete's, um, Pete's more attentive. Well, apparently... I'm assuming he played tennis, but apparently he's a tennis player and he, he plays like a tennis player. He, um, he tries to sweep everything, um, even the fast bowlers. He's, he's just, yeah, I don't know, he's brave. He puts his head down there and uh, has a crack. Well, we've, uh, I mean, we've had the pleasure of calling Dan Solway in the Kingsgrove T20 final out of Bankstown Oval, which was absolutely incredible to watch. Um, a couple of the other names that have sort of popped up from time to time. One of them was probably the, one of your biggest rivals throughout the competition in West Pimble. Um, who you did eventually win the grand final against, and we'll come to that a little bit later. But a certain SB Cook in their lineup, formerly yes. of Auburn and then Warringah. Yeah, Shane Cook. You know Shane. I used to play with him and against him. Shane's he's a good cricketer. Um, I guess if you ask Saskia, she yeah, she thinks he's probably the best cricketer she came across this year in the opposition. Um, I think he got it all three times that we played them. So um, no, decent uh, left arm. Quick bowler. Um, I don't know. Did you find him quick, or I don't know your, what your standards like, Anthony? Uh, back when he, when he was coming, no, when he was coming coming from his back injury, yeah, he was quick. He, yeah, he, he was, was he was sharp. 
Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't have the pleasure of facing him because uh, the batters, yeah, generally did the job. But um, or he bowled out by the time I batted. But yeah, no, um, pretty pretty good pace. And um, yeah, we got pretty well with him actually. He was um, he was um, he was good, pretty good to play against. Oh yeah, he's an absolute champion of a bloke. But uh, yeah, at his prime, used to play first grade for Auburn. Played in the um, the rep system for both Hawkesbury and Parramatta. And if it wasn't for his lower back, probably could have went higher. Um, now. I do believe we've had someone just join into the uh, the room uh, and someone who's got some experience with Triple H in the past. Andrew, Andrew Rout, are you there? I certainly am. Thanks for having us. Welcome back to Triple H FM. How did you end up at Triple H initially? Well, I was part of uh, the world famous World Cup radio back in 2018, which is uh, which was um, done with a couple of your local uh, DJs. Uh, I think it's Rufus who, who does the the music almanac, and uh, Graham yes. Doyle who uh, run or used to run the live rock report. So they uh, they sorted that out, and then we, we were we were a bunch of us were pretty um, avid uh, football fans or soccer fans. So we did a we we did a basically a six week campaign um, reviewing and pre- previewing uh, the World Cup in uh, in 2018, which was a lot of fun. Now we're sort of just going through the competition as a, as a whole there, and um, and really came down as we got to the end of it with the um, with your grand final run, and what was fascinating to see is after sort of a what could be charitably described as a mid season hiccup, um, getting back into winning ways, and really came home with a wet sole this year. Yeah, it was a strange season. I think the last couple of years have been pretty strange um, due to basically COVID. Um, and even our team, we were impacted. Uh, at least five to eight players throughout the season had it. So throughout the year, we had to scramble together uh, at an 11, um, in particular just after Christmas when it seemed like it was... Um, um, everywhere we were basically uh, scratching, scratching, um, making every phone call on Friday night, and, and I think uh, Nathan, did we have was it was it the first time we had four Hawleys playing in one game? Yeah, I think in Pig's history, I think it's the most from uh, one family playing in an eleven. So uh, yeah, we had four: my brother, my nephew, uh, my daughter, uh, and myself. So yeah, you mean you dragged your brother all the way from Colorado Plateau to go play a game? Yeah, yes, and my nephew. Um, and, and your nephew. My, and my brother got a golden duck, so that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. That is absolutely too good. The um, but you know, the the history of the pigs in, in this in this competition in particular, and just having a quick look through it, uh, four-time premiers now, and as you noted, Nathan, you're gonna have to update that jacket in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going through some of the matches where you did end up finning, finishing premiers, the the one that sort of was most striking was 2018-19 and Peter Solway's, am I seeing this right, 105 in the grand final. Yeah, we got him man of the match. Correct. Yeah, that was, it was, it was his first, Peter's, that was Peter's first season with us as well. Um, and uh, well, every now and then I get an email at the start of every year from um, a potential new player. And um, depending on our numbers, we kind of sort of weigh up if we're keen. And we were very lucky that... Uh, we sort of said, yeah, let's let's bring him in, and um, yeah, he finished the season uh, in a grand final, scoring a hundred and you know hundred and five, and basically batting us to victory, which was uh, which was sensational. He was and one of our few uh, actual pinball locals. Um, I think he he googled 
pinball yeah. cricket and uh, happened to find us. So um, another player, Don Wilkinson, he actually lives in pinball still, whereas Pete's moved. But um, that was good to um, yeah, actually have a local because normally players come through mates or, yeah, contacts to get into the pigs. It's sort of it's sort of like a mates club, I guess, in that respect. You, you sort of have got to know people to, to get in. Like it sounds like the average. It, it sounds like the average great cricket club. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? Basically, yeah, absolutely. The um, <clears throat> let's go through the squad because what we're going to do here is now open up the opportunity to give us your best moments, and then as we always do on on Triple H, we always encourage a bit of a throwing under the bus of certain people. And and, and let me say now, we we would be very disappointed if you are holding back at this point. So. Um, look, we'll save the first name off the list there, but let's let's go to Cameron Fraser first off. The big show. The big show. What can we say, Andrew? So I suppose Cameron, uh, you, you go through his record over the uh, period we sort of kicked off the pig since I think 2014. It's accumulated uh, a massive amount of runs, um, smashes plenty of sixes. Um, however, the last last few years, like a few of us, have um, had... Um, had other, um, what would you say? Well, he's had a couple become of years. He's actually become fathers. That's the word. And he's also uh, he actually also moved down to Bow this this season. So he actually played four games for us uh, this year and, and travelled all the way down from the Southern Highlands. So um, and and on Grand Final leave was actually uh, called up and uh, thankfully he uh, drove up and, and played. Had a, had a great little knock there to start with with Sass as well, didn't he, Nathan? Yeah, I'd say. Um... Probably the best player I've played with at the Pigs ever um, because not only is batting, he's, he's four runs shy of um, equaling the batting aggregate record for the club. Um, he's on 4,196 runs. I don't know if you got that, Anthony, but uh, he is. And uh, the record's 4,200 exactly uh, by our number one cap holder. Um, but, yeah, he's got him in, yeah, double quick time. I think his average is something insane, like 47 or something. Uh, but he also keeps up to the stumps pretty much for everyone, which uh, – I'm not shy that I come off a longer run up. I don't bowl particularly quick, but uh, but I don't mind a leg side stumping. I don't care how I get them out. It's uh, nothing nothing wrong with the leg side stumping. There, there, there's a difficulty with that though, because there there is the there is a major alpha challenge that goes on when you've got a quick and a keeper standing up to the stumps. Don't you just try to one out up alpha each other as a result of that? Nah, a wicket's a wicket. I, I have to I have to chime in here. I agree. There's, sometimes you just got to take ego out of it. At the end of the day, on my cricket, it doesn't say how you got him out. <laughs> just it, it, it doesn't no, say that it's a lakeside stumping. It just says it's a town. It doesn't say it's caught at, at Cow Corner where most of my wickets are caught. It's out. Matt Mears, you're officially sacked from the fast bowling cartel. Oh, fine. I'll start the slow medium cartel then. We'll be much better <laughs> than the fast bowling cartel. Can I join? You're in, Georgia. Vice President. <laughs> there we go. Um, Chris uh, Varnavides, sorry. Varnavides, Christos Varnavides. Or Party, as we call him. Party Vardy. Yeah, Party Party went missing this year, I think, at the start of the season, didn't he, Nathan? So Party's one of, he's he probably played 50 or 60 games over the last few years and, and this year decided to uh, to get a girlfriend, I believe. Um, so oh, for the first half of the season, uh, we didn't see him and he was doing the, uh, the weekends away in the blue mountains yeah, down the South coast. Um, but he did, uh, he did come back 
towards the end of the season and actually provide uh, produce some good uh, performances to get us into the grand final. So I'll give him that. Do you reckon he's listening to this or is he probably out yes, there? Yes, I believe he. Well, he could be. Is his girlfriend giving him permission to listen to this? Probably. Quite a nice lady, actually. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Tara did provide some bar- a barbecue for us at grand the, final. Uh, at the grand Ooh. final, which was very, uh, nice. very good. Very much appreciated. Uh, we've already gone through Peter Solway. Um, you know, it's it's you know, with that blood in your lines, there's not much else I can really say. But surely, given the amount of talent, you've surely got some pretty massive dirt on him. Solway, uh, probably not for. Um... <laughs> Not for not for yeah, radio. Please, even please, local please radio. don't um, jeopardise our license. We do enough of that ourselves. <laughs> yep, we might. I mean, the fact I'm on the show is enough of jeopardisation as it is. He does yeah, go away yeah, to we, a lot of retreats. We'll just yes, say that. we might just leave that toward leave that <laughs> to the keeper. <laughs> That's actually not bad. Natesh Pai. Did you meet? You missed Dommy. You missed Mr. Wilkinson. Oh, I thought you'd already given him enough as it is. Or do you want to go for a second bite? Dommy. Um, he was our man of the match in the grand final. Yeah, the thing I'd say about Dommy is um, Dommy actually uh, probably didn't produce his greatest cricket throughout the season, did he? But uh, come come the grand final, he, he pulled out uh, top scorer for us. I mean, it was only 26, but it's a... It's a it's a very important twenty six. He bowled. I think he got two for. I think it was two for sixteen and a and a massive run out. So he was actually our our players uh, player of the match for the grand final. Two for sixteen off seven and opening the bowling. He's a, a he's a through the gate data. That's what he does through the gate. You know ah. what I'm talking about, Anthony? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of what I bowl these days. So, you know, I've, I've had to I've had to cut my run up from by three quarters because I don't know if my knees can hold up for much longer. Yeah, confuses the non-striker. I don't know where to stand because he's between the umpire and the wickets. Yeah, and, uh, around the wicket and uh, just darts it in there. So he did his job. Um, Sixteen runs off his seven overs. Um, we played thirty-five over uh, one day. So yeah, of course. If you weren't sure on that, yeah. So I uh, yeah, did his job, and then um, yeah, not out at the end. Twenty-six not out, I think. So um, yeah. So N- Natash, Nutters. Yeah, I thought Nutters had a great season this year with the ball in particular, wasn't he? He was our uh, him great economy. Dom bowled basically what we call the doorknob delivery, and basically held up and and um, and went for basically no runs all season. It was really important this season. I thought he did really well. Yeah, I wouldn't say the grand final was his, um, yeah, his highlight, but um, he got a bit of tap in his one over. But, uh, yeah, throughout the season was, um, yeah, super economical. And um, and also organises a great Indian night, doesn't he? Um, doesn't he? He does. We might have to get Anthony along to that, actually, on the 23rd yeah. of uh, April. I reckon Anthony would be up for a, a nice curry. We've got our end of season Indian nights in a few weeks' time. At uh, Chateau. I Hall. think you might recruit him. I'm sure Warringah yep. will be happy for uh, you to take them off his hands. <laughs> We'd have to see him bowl first. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Sight unseen, uh, I'll vouch for him. <laughs> Ajit uh, Prabhakaran. The wild thing. The wild thing, we call him. Oh. Uh, didn't uh, Probably not his uh, greatest season. He's actually interrupted with a shoulder injury for most of the year, but he was... Uh, he, he came good come semi-final and final, but a, a very destructive bowler normally, but um, a shoulder complaint um, sort of, um, yeah, was a bit of a setback throughout the year. Yeah, it was a funny one because he's normally an opening bowler and uh, quite quite handy, but, uh, yeah, shoulder injury, like Rowdy said. Um, 
but then he put the gloves on. He, he wicked kept yeah. the, at least half the game. So, um, and then was sort of a, a lower, yeah, lower to mid order batter. Um, yeah, can hit. So coming sort of six or seven. So, yeah, versatile. One of the players I think I've picked up has been around for the uh, with the club for a while. Peter Leaney. Sneak. Yeah, sneaky Pete. He has been. He's probably aside from Nathan the longest. Uh, he's played the most pigs games out of our um, latest cohort of pigs. Um, and very handy with the ball. Very handy with the bat. Um, and a great catcher as well. And, and kind of does it everything, doesn't he? Nathan? Yeah, the finisher. Yeah, he's got that nice um, the old sidearm throw. That uh, I don't know. Saskia looks at that throw and just goes, "How do you even throw that far, like with that action?" But uh. Old school sidearm. Has, has has Sass been signed on as the uh, the club coach as well? The way things are going, <laughs> she was kind of our fielding captain. Well, she was really our fielding captain this year. Um, so Rowdy and I sort of Rowdy also a new dad. Um, so he was sort of playing every second game. Um, and um, yeah, so when I was captaining, I pretty much had Sass set in the field. She knows a lot more than me, and I just then had to worry about who was bowling. So. Um, yeah, no, it was, a good, it was a good season. It was good playing so many games with her. So, And I think the boys, yeah, the boys respected her uh, and her knowledge. So, um, yeah, very attacking fielding captain. Sometimes we saw, oh, maybe we've got to put a third in or something because you hate hate conceding a four down a third. Absolutely hate. How getting a but, nick and it goes for four, you're like, serious? Yeah, but, but overall, with the bat, she was outstanding, wasn't she? Yeah, just solid. Just didn't play silly shots like... Most of us. Most of us. <laughs> you mean all of us? Yeah. Anyone who plays park cricket, basically. Well, I mean, my, my batting resembles park cricket at the best of times anyway, so I probably should be joining you guys in that regards. Uh, Vinny Yakshenoy. Vinny, yeah, you know, for Vin, do we? He's just Vin. <laughs> Vin. Just the Vin. Vin, who... Uh... Turns up probably 15 minutes late uh, every game, even though he does open the bowling, which can be quite frustrating. Um, and then just before he go, just before he goes into bat, uh, we always ask where is he, and he's usually uh, ordering a kebab from um, either Uber Eats usually, and he's off somewhere else. But good, great bowler, probably not his greatest season, but um, yeah, our, our kind of. Uh, leading our fastest kind of bowler, and um, in in previous years, our, our most he generally takes a lot of wickets. Yeah, he didn't get too many wickets this season, but um, was bowling a pretty good economy, and and I guess it was just about um, telling me he was doing the job. Um, his economy was sort of like almost three and a half and over, and when you're only playing thirty five overs, that's yeah. If you can keep the teams under sort of like one twenty ish, um, you're doing pretty well. So. Uh, got some wickets in the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, he's, he's open to bowling. He's, he's bowling against generally the best batters. So um, if you can keep it tidy, then that just helps the rest of us later on um, to, uh, yes, take the wickets later on. Yeah, I, I'm sure because we get to the next one. And at this point now, we will be announcing that the gag will be going on on Nathan for the next bit. Andrew, you are at liberty to do your absolute worst to him. <laughs> Check those stats out this season. You have been waiting. You have been waiting it's, for this, haven't you? It's hard. It's it's. Uh, I must admit, it's hard to 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 dish up too much on on that. It's uh, you know, basically taking out the the highest wicket taker across the comp. Uh, what I would say is is bats himself at about ten, 
And basically, the idea of his batting is basically to become not out. Isn't that right, Nathan? So he wants the record. is dirty because ever. I hold the record for the most not outs. I brought up my 50th not out this season. And I think Rowdy... No, really one, no one, one said that. 54 I brought up this year. So <laughs> for the mighty Harbour Bowling Club. I'm just not big into batting. No. I just like getting people out. You just you go oh, in at the look, end. You show the batsman how not to get out, so you've got something else at the pub to have over them. Well, I went. I averaged thirty-two and a half this season at nine okay. or ten. So I'll that's right. Don't look, I, I'm not telling what my average was, but there, I got those not out is, record. Look, there is. Look, there's. There, you can go one step further and just be that. You have that one time every five or six years where the batting actually comes off. Everything comes absolutely right, and you walk off the field batting number ten with fifty to your name. Because that's well, when that, you can turn around to every other batter and you just go, what the dream. hell have you been doing all year? That would be the dream of 50 years. Well, I would, I would say there was a couple of good partnerships you had uh, throughout the season. Though, didn't yeah, had that 10th wicket partnership with uh, yeah. Roots, who we haven't got to yet. Um, yeah. yeah, we're batting at 10 and 11 and we put on 35, I think, um, for the 10th. That's handy. That, yeah, that yeah, can be a match winning game. Yeah, oh, I was, it, it could be a match, match winning. winner. I think we were, yeah, I think we were 108 for nine at the time and we got to 143 um, for nine. We were unbroke. Oh, no, I got out in the end. There you go, Andrew. I got out. <laughs> in the end. Um, now, I mean, the question we got, we'll have to ask you is if, if you are so lackadaisical when it comes to your batting, who taught Sass how to bat? Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm good at coaching batting, just like she'll say. Oh, here we go. Just not good at batting. I know, I know the technicalities. Uh, well, obviously, she's yeah, she's had a bit of training with some good coaches, as you would know, Anthony. But um, I think I helped that. I, I, and she's good off her legs because I think my throwdown so many went at her legs that she's she's like a left hander. You know, left handers are really good off their legs. Off yeah, that I think because of my poor throwing in the early days, because I think I've improved. Um, I think I can credit myself with her being really strong off her legs because of my well, poor throwing. Well, let's face it, the only decent coach I've ever had has been David Gainsford. So, yeah, she's, you know, it's, she's a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get, just don't, just don't get Gainsy angry. He, he does have a first grade bowling temper massively. So, uh, yeah, I've, and I've, I've been on the end of it once. It is not a pleasant sight. So, <laughs> uh, Infant, Infant Frederic. Infant, the man child. <laughs> you want to talk about Inf? Ready? Yeah, if he was a uh, – he opened the bowling with him this year, didn't he? And has been basically a stalwart almost every game. Throughout throughout the set, the last couple of seasons when it's been really tough to, to put an 11 together, he's uh, he's basically played every game. So uh, from a captain point of view, he's, uh, he's like gold. You know he's going to play every Saturday. Uh, and he actually performs with the ball as well, doesn't he? Uh, doesn't he, you know? Yeah, he's got like an awesome smile. Like he looks like the nicest person, and he is a nice, really nice person. But every now and then, he gets would, angry. Um, he'd get yeah, he'd get angry when he, he he'd give the odd send off to um Love it. some of the opposition players. Oh, Usually, okay, they'd be a Yankee that we didn't know about. But um, yeah, like, oh, I didn't see that out, coming out. What's the, the best? What's the best one? What's the best one? Oh, I don't know. No, it's just yeah. He just every now and then would just yeah, he'd give a crack at someone. Um, Usually, he. I don't know, in Hindi or something. I don't know. It's usually against the, yeah, the majority Indian teams. And I don't know, there was stuff going on that 
a lot of us had who don't speak the language. No idea. Yeah. Had any idea. And then suddenly something erupts and you're like, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> like, um, but no, really, really good guy, real gentleman. Um, All right, it's time to flip, time to flip, flip it. Andrew, you're gagged now. Nathan, <laughs> your turn to return serve. Rowdy. Um, yeah, we're rowdy at the start of the year. Um, when did you have your little fellow rowdy? What? what? So, uh, September 29. So right, basically so only a few weeks, few weeks before the start of the season started. Which, uh, yeah, was, um, yeah, a bit of a surprise to me at the time because we'd, we'd sort of, we'd been in COVID sort of ISO and stuff. And then it's, oh, by the way, did I tell you that my, yeah, rowdy's <laughs> partner was uh, expecting. I'm like, what? When? Like, and then it was like, oh, pretty soon. Like, yeah, very imminent. Um, so yeah, Rowdy sort of, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he um, sort of stepped back a little bit this year, just as far as um, was hoping to play every like sort of second weekend. Sometimes that wasn't possible just because of numbers we needed we needed to play. So um, yeah, had not a bad season. Uh, opened the batting on occasion. Um, usually comes in at sort of like six, sort of seven uh, with the bat. Um, but yeah, leg spinner. I guess being a Victorian uh, and growing up in that sort of Shane Warne. He's a legend, which he is a legend. Um, era, yeah, Rowdy's a, a leggy, one of our leggies, um, along with our next player we're going to talk about. Um, so seven wickets this year at 16, which is not bad. You'd take that as a leggy, I reckon. Um, but, yeah, Rowdy's pretty much our organiser. Um, yeah, he's our club captain. I filled in as captain when when he wasn't there. Um, or well, sort of a, a pseudo-captain because Saskia really sort of captained us in the field when uh, when we're out there. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy's uh, – without Rowdy, we don't really have a club in many respects because um, – He's the one, um, yeah, hustling out players sometimes. Like I said, um, losing a lot of players because they're becoming fathers and stuff, um, which is great for them, but uh, not, not as good for cricket. Um, no, Rowdy, um, yeah, lots of emails, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that a lot of people wouldn't see. So without him, yeah, we don't have a Let's just say in terms of the um, the impact that uh, having babies has on a cricket club, you're preaching to the choir right, the choir right here. So... I uh, haven't had two children. I can tell you, it's not only wifey that's sort of on my case in regards to giving up cricket, but it's also my parents, her parents, the grandparents, the aunties, the uncles, and all before you know it, the entire <laughs> Italian community turning around and going, why haven't you given up cricket yet? So Did they listen to this program? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, they usually do. So um, so if, if my dad, Luigi, is listening in, hi. So um, the... Yeah, believe me, they still question that every day. Um, look, let's let's go and respect a great leggy in the great traditions of the passing yes, of SK Warren. And certainly there was, must have been some sort of inspiration to pull off a performance like he did during the season in Matt Wooten. Woods, you want to talk about Woods, Rowder? You grew up with Woods. Yeah, yeah. So Wooten's, Wooten's a, a fellow leg spinner. Um, and Victorian. Like myself, both, both Victorian as well. So... Um, being, I suppose, uh, growing up in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, you know, Shane Warne probably is a legend to, for many of us. Um, and we, yeah, both, both, uh, became kind of leg, leg spinners. And, and wouldn't we like, we like to call him the, uh, loves at throwing up a pie, loves giving the ball a bit of air, which I love as a leggy. Um, but unfortunately, sometimes it can go sailing over the fence or, or he can rip through teams, which he did it a couple of times this year, which was, he, as you put, he got a Fifer, which was, I think. The only Fifer this year. The only Fifer um, we had this season. So I yeah. dropped so, my Fifer on the um, last ball of my spell, remember? Yeah, so not only was he, did he take a few wickets this season, I thought his batting, uh, batting improved um, tremendously, I think, in the end and 
and was part of a couple of big partnerships, which uh, which got us over the line in some real tight games, which which we ended up um, finishing first and and you know going on and winning it, which was really important. So I actually think his batting really improved this year, which was great to see. And his fielding, yes, Whoop and Wooten. And, and for mine, I think he's right up there in the uh, nominations for our uh, clubman of the year. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that, that it's, it's up there. Indeed, indeed. And finally, we've got Andrew Buxton, who um, appeared to have a pretty decent year with the bat as well. Yeah, well, Buxton, uh, Buxton's another Victorian. Uh, actually, both Buxton, myself, and Wooten all, all grew up in Victoria and, uh, you know, and went to the same primary school together. So, Which Buxton, primary school was that, Rowdy? A Fernie Creek in uh, down in Victoria for any of those down that way. So yeah, um, a, a big call out to everyone listening. Probably not many. But, Creek. Uh, yeah, little little town up in the Dandenong Ranges. Um, oh. But uh, no, Buxton was really good. He uh, last couple of seasons he hasn't played many games, but um, and probably around about the same amount. But. You know, when he batted, he batted four times and and just dominated. Was 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 outstanding with the with the bat this year. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't get him to the finals. He had a wedding down in Melbourne, um, so that's where we had to sort of do a rearrange the team. But he would have been yeah semi final and the grand final team if we um, if he was available. Um, he was he was fantastic, wasn't he? Stats. He was. Um, yeah, just great technique. Um, unfortunately, not available for us enough because of yeah, just very busy lifestyle. Um, where was he? Colorado. Yeah, it's skiing. Yeah. Uh, I've just got a message here. Apparently, got to mention the sponsors as well, Raddy. <laughs> yeah. We'll give you. We'll give you. We'll give you a cheap plug. Go ahead. We'll give you a cheap well, plug. Our main, our main sponsor uh, is Salty Dingo. Um, uh, so, player who probably played, I think, three or four games this year. Bradley Hunter. He's uh, the man behind. Uh, Salty Dingo. He's actually been a pig for many, many years, hasn't he, Stato? Yeah, um, runs a basically a photography business um, with a couple of his mates, uh, and they've uh, they've sponsored us, been our main sponsor for the last few years, as well as um, our sort of sleeve sponsor in, in Buggy Bix. And a big thanks to Sean Isless, who's a, a startup company which um, which they've been sponsoring us for for many, many years. So good, big call out to both of those guys. And it is a it is a big thing as well when you, when you do talk about local cricket clubs is that these these organisations do run on the smell of an oily rag. There are very minimal resources to sort of uh, keep it going, but it does cost quite a bit of money to get these clubs on the ground. So for those of you who are listening and who do have your own small business, make sure you do go su- support your local sports club because this is how you get stories like this. This is how you get camaraderie and community spirit on the ground here in in whatever shape it takes. We do have to go to the news very shortly, but Andrew Rout and Nathan Hawley, thank you so much for joining us on Triple H Sport. Thanks, Andrew. Sorry. Thanks, guys. And Andrew. No, thank you. Thank you very well done there. Just uh, quickly before we take the uh, 7 p.m. news, there were some other finals being played um, throughout the weekend. So congratulations to Mossman, who took out first and second grade in uh, the uh, Premier Cricket Competition. Um, Our Northern District Rangers, they took out third grade. Manly took out fourth grade. And um, East Speed Uni of New South Wales in fifth grade and Congratulations to the Sydney Tigers who took out the uh, the women's first grade comp, the replay that we 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 called the first one, couldn't quite get back there for the replay this week, but they are the uh, 2022 20, uh, premiers in the women's first grade. So 
We'll have some oranges. The halftime break's going off in the in the background, and we'll be back. We've got another big interview, plus much, much more in hour two here on the bench. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM's Monday Night Sport Fix. The greatest music variety for 2022. This is Triple H 100.1 FM. Tune in to the Brad and Kiara Show. Every Saturday morning at 7 to 8, right here on Triple H 100.1 FM. FM.